The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Hey, Richard. Hey, Darren. So we've got an interesting one this week. I think really goes to the heart of what the Nine Freedoms uh, teaches us. And this per- person has titled their post, The Line Between Living Peacefully and Changing the World, mm-hmm. which I think is an interesting premise. So it certainly is. They, they, this is what they write. They say, finding peace is a common theme in spirituality, of course. But what if we can't be at peace ourselves when we know the world isn't? What if I do accept the weight of the world on my shoulders and I'm willing to go out and fight for those who can't? Are we all just victims born into these systems of no aspiration to stop at all? My heart will forever ache for people who are born with nothing, people born into slavery with no other options, etc. I guess it's a choice of living peacefully or dedicating my time here to bring as much change as I can while I can. So I thought this was a very inspired very. person from this yeah, person. Very. Yeah. But it's yeah. interesting to see some of the reactions because, mm-hmm. of course, some people will say, focus on you. I mean, that's, that's a common theme, as, mm-hmm. he, as he points out, you know, finding, yeah. finding our own peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some of the comments were things along the lines of, you know, the best way to change the world is to change yourself. And um, by, the, by doing this, you can naturally influence others around you to do the same, you know, focus on being as kind and genuine as you can. And, you know, all these problems are real, but they're just too much for any one human to carry. And I thought it would be nice to maybe start by commenting on that, you know, that perspective of kind of just focusing on ourselves. Yeah, um, this is something which is pointed out a lot to us at mm. the Ethereum Society. Yeah. And it's, I mean, this is the essence really of the nine freedoms, actually, service being at the core. Uh, it's about the old age as against the new age. Although, strangely, in the so-called new age movement, you've got a lot of very old age ideas. It's very, very self-centered, mm. often, the teaching that's delivered. Yeah. We've had people coming to us, and I've had it very recently, saying, look, I've looked at lots of spiritual groups and lots of teachings, and all of them are telling me how I can use spiritual methods to help myself. But you're telling me how I can use spiritual methods to help the world, to help others. So I'm absolutely in tune with that questioner. Um, the, The good news, I think, for the questioner and for people who have that sort of thinking is that you have, if you're devoted in service, a reason to find peace, mm. which is beyond yourself. Yeah. And by yeah. that, I mean that you can radiate love. I mean, there's a wonderful quote in the 12 blessings. First cometh the angel peace mm. to make way for the goddess love. And if you add peace, which doesn't mean permanently dwelling in peace. I mean, let's deal with that first of all. Right. I mean, there's a very, very prominent spiritual leader. I won't name him. Um, quite elderly man now who absolutely says, you know, one should be at peace all the time. Rubbish. Mm. Uh, Dr. King absolutely wouldn't agree with that at all. Yeah. If someone's at peace all the time in this world, there's something very, very wrong with them. But what you will need to do is to find peace for for periods of time and mainly, and of course, at its height, peace is an enlightened state at its height. 
But obviously there are lower states of peace, a certain sort of calmness, a certain sort of balance that you need to, in order to radiate love, in order to serve, in order to counsel, in order to teach. Mm. Um, so if you have that motivation, then, of course, it goes perfectly together. Yeah. You know? But yeah. your prime focus is always service. Even the pursuit of enlightenment can be really motivated and I believe should be and will be most successful if it is with the desire to serve. Yeah, I think it's interesting, just coming back to one of the points you made there, that, you know, if someone was at peace all the time, there'd be something wrong with them. Mm. But I'd like to dig into that a little bit. Is that because, you know, there's so much wrong with the world, so much that we need to change, that, mm -hmm. you know, you'd, you'd basically be without a conscience if you were that way? I mean, what, what's the... Well, let's take the quote from the third freedom here, um, and I'll get it exactly. I would inform those aspirants, and I think in the original um, it was... Um, a different word, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, but we'll come back to that. But anyway, in this translation, I would inform, or this version, I would inform those aspirants, sadhus. That's the, what it was. was I was trying idea. to remember as well. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. in total disregard of human needs retreat into the wilderness. And this is the key thing. In total disregard of right. human needs retreat into the wilderness. Come you hence, for you are fools. And I mean, that I think gives the tenor and the tone of what Mars Sector 6, who delivered that through Dr. King, really feels mm. about people who just purely focus on themselves. Having said that, it was a teaching. Right. It was a teaching in the old days. I believe there was a plan. I'm sure, I don't believe, I'm sure there was a plan. And the plan would be to, to, um, for, for individuals to become enlightenment as soon as possible, come mm -hmm. enlightened as soon as possible, so that they could then give service uh, after that. You, you're still giving an indirect form of service, by the way, in the pursuit of enlightenment. And right. I think that's commented on. There's yeah, something in one there. of the comments said that. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, if you change yourself indirectly that's going to benefit others not just in your dealings you and if you if you become enlightened you light a light within yourselves and this going mm. to inf affect the environment as a whole but it's not enough yeah. it's not nearly enough now there has to be a direct not an indirect but a direct form of service and and the great thing is that in these days there are ways of serving that have never been given before the 12 Blessings is one example. Right. Um, Operation Prayer Power is another example. Um, all forms of service on a holy mountain is another example, and particularly services during a thing called a spiritual push, another example. So much more power is accessible in these days than ever there was before. I think um, it's, it's a great like topic here about the indirect versus direct approach because I think there are a lot of people who would who would you know talk about this indirect approach there's another person here who made another comment about you know what's the impact of one person reaching into that state of awareness or oneness or one person reaching enlightenment what effect does that have on the world as a whole um, but I just say that's a more indirect approach but this direct approach maybe we can talk a little bit about more like what impact does that actually have what change does that create in the world and why is it so important now I mean I always remember the, the, the story that Sri Aurobindo used to, to tell. I haven't met the man, of course, but oh, yeah. he wrote about it. Um, you know, that when he first entered Samadhi and he had to go to a particular cave on the Him Himalayas, uh, he said that uh, there were actually opposing forces, 
what some people would call dark forces or negative forces, actually trying to stop him by throwing boulders at him to stop him getting there. Wow. So, I mean, that goes to show it is known mm. that when one... Per- now, that's Samadhi, right. according to him anyway, <clears throat> yeah. and that's very rarely attained. So if somebody did attain that, yes, of course, it would have a massive effect, but not enough. And I mm. think that individual would be required, if they followed the inner light that they discovered, to come out after that and really dedicate themselves in service for the rest of their life mm. if they hadn't done it before. Now you wouldn't get there, actually. You wouldn't get that far. In other words, you wouldn't attain samadhi without giving service. Well, that's another interesting point, isn't it? Mm. So it's not just that service is like the end that you can achieve once you've reached enlightenment. It's actually no. the means to get there. It is. <laughs> and it's a real way. It's a wonderful way because all, in one way it's slower, but as I mentioned earlier, there are, there are now paths, and never mind getting on to, say, some of the cosmic missions of the ethereal society, yeah. uh, which are extremely fast paths because you can burn up karma. You don't do it for that reason, but you can do it. And if you're, you, but you must accompany that, though, with spiritual development. It's mm-hmm. not going to fall. It's like everything else. I was talking to a, a person who works in the city of London, which is the, like in the financial investment sector yeah. in Britain, uh, who came to a, a session recently of Operation Prayer Power. And he was, he was marveling at the, at the whole event, and the fact that it's it's motivated by service and the practicality, because Dr. George King was a very practical man, Mm. that there's a quote from the master theorists that you can be shattered on the rocks of idealism somewhere. Uh, You do need to be practical. And he was a practical genius. And I said to this person who works in the city, never met him before, I said, you know, the principles of Operation Prayer Power, which is, for those who don't know, based on storing energy Mm. and then releasing it at another time, are similar. They're spiritual principles, but similar to those of investment, because in investment, the absolute key... Okay, you need to have sound investments, of Mm. course, if you're in that field. It's a materialistic thing, of course. But the key to it is timing. Mm. And you can pick your moment to buy, and you can pick your moment to sell. Mm -hmm. Of course, this person knew that very, very well. But Operation Prayer Power, I explained to him, is the same kind of strategy. You can pick your moment to charge a battery... And you can pick your moment to release the energy from the Mm, battery. And this is the whole massive key which makes it completely different from every other prayer activity on earth. Yeah, well, let's talk about that because I think a lot of people, you know, when they think about, um, you know, serving others, I mean, obviously there's a lot of examples of ways that you can serve others in all sorts of needed material ways. A lot of aid organizations, humanitarian organizations, etc. Mm. Even, you know, there's a difference you can make in your own neighborhood, in your own home, isn't there? Yeah. But um, what we're talking about here is the opportunities of spiritual service and the specific unique spiritual service opportunities that you can find through the Ethereum Society, for example, in Operation Prayer Power. Yeah. So, like, maybe we can talk about a little bit of what's, what makes that so different, so unique in the way that you're talking well, about. Well, I think there are a few things, but one of them is the practical genius of Dr. George King. Mm. He was an extremely practical person. Mm. He looked at the problem. You have a situation, you have a world catastrophe, and you can't get people gathered to respond to it in a matter of minutes when you need them and send out lots of energy. Apart from anything else, it could be at five in the morning, 
Right. And even if you could get them, would they be in the peak condition yeah. in terms of their performance in mantra mm. and prayer? Because right. it's a strange thing. Some people don't think you need to perform uh, well in prayer, but right. you do. Yeah. People think, you know, they, they, they'd really think if I'm driving a car, I need to really learn how to do mm. this or cooking a meal. But prayer, no, that's up to God. I just say mm. some words. Mm. No, it's how you do it, how you do your mantras, how you do your prayers. So they won't be, even if you could get them in that condition. But if you can, uh, Dr. King, realize pick your moments for charging when that in the, the equivalent of this would be in the in the financial world a sound investment mm. there are parallels yeah. with karma as well yeah. as dr king always said it's putting your spiritual actions in the karmic bank which is far more lasting by any measure than the materialistic bank right. um, so you can store the energy then you can pick your moment to discharge the equivalent of hundreds of man or woman hours of prayer and mantra in just say 30 minutes for example yeah. you've got something really powerful it's a very simple principle he found a way of doing it he found a way of working with higher beings that's continued after his lifetime we're still doing it and you can get massive results. Yeah, so th th I think for, just for people hearing for the first time, so we can store the energy yeah. and it can be directed. Yeah. Um, and we can choose when we store it and we can choose when we discharge yeah. it and where it's discharged yeah. in response to whatever's going on in the world at that yeah. time. I mean, that is just, that's It's completely of. unique. Yeah. It's so, it's kind of in one way simple. Uh, not simple to, to devise. Yeah, a lot yeah. of geniuses, you know, you, th yeah. you think, you know... The, uh, the wheel. I mean, it's simple when you know <laughs> yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And it's like that. I mean, and Dr. King found this way of doing it. And, mm -hmm. and yes, there's some technology involved in that and there's cooperation with higher powers because not only do we discharge it at the moment of our choosing, at the most potent moment we can determine, but let's just say for a peace talk that's going on in Geneva, right. it's going on, we suddenly, suddenly announced. Actually, it happened recently. Right. There was a gathering actually not about Ukraine, but of world leaders. Uh, we did a discharge from a battery, as we call it, where energy is stored. Within hours, not days, not weeks, not months, hours, was the first ever meeting between uh, Lavrov, the foreign minister of Russia, and the secretary of state of America, Blinken, since the war began, mm. which is ridiculous, but true mm. that they hadn't met before. And it only lasted 10 minutes, hasn't stopped the war, but it was a breakthrough. And, a breakthrough and it was it? an unexpected, unscheduled meeting. Yeah. Um, you can, but you, it's, it's timing and that makes all the difference. And of course, this person I spoke to from, from the city of London in finance understood it immediately mm. because mm -hmm. that's the whole game really that, that he's in. Well, let's go like one step deep into like fundamentally what, so we're releasing energy. Why does that even make a difference? I mean, what is it, why would it have, why, why could it have resulted in this meeting, for example? What's the mechanism? What's going on? Well, it, it resulted, in, yes, I see what you mean. It's an inspirer. Okay. It's a healer. It's energy. I think everybody knows what it's like to be in the company of an inspiring person, mm. even if that person isn't saying very much, mm. or a magnetic person. Yeah. Many people know what it's like to give or receive healing right. on an individual level. Right. Um, it's that multiplied hundreds of times uh, with pure love energy sent for a particular purpose, and people will behave in unexpected ways mm. and do things they hadn't planned to do. And it's not just peace talks. It could be relief. There might be 
of, of an, an earthquake and aid isn't getting through, and one of the reasons it isn't getting through is because governments aren't getting their act together. I mean, when there was the, the, the famous tsunami, and I believe oh, it yeah. happened a few years ago on a boxing day, oh, yeah. the Ethereum Society was operational before certain governments were because the ministers were on Christmas break and so on. Mm. And we were able to act very, very quickly. I mean, the tsunami had already happened, but yeah. the relief efforts then started to kick in. You can, it can be used to inspire the wonderful people who are out there giving aid uh, and help them in their work. And then you get these miracles, so-called, and they call them miracles mm. in, in, in the media, where, you know, babies even, children even, are found way after the day that yeah. they're expected to survive in, in the rubble. Yeah. So it's like, you said an inspirer. Is this, is this like about consciousness? Is this yes. About- mind belt, okay. if you want to call okay. it that. Um, the sea of mind. It, it goes out into the ethers. You know, the reality is in the ethers. The, the reflection of, the, of that reality is the physical. Yeah. It's one of the big keys that Mars mm. Sector 6 gave. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you, you know, when you start to really advance and you start to, say, uh, see the third eye and so forth, you realise that, that the physical mm. body is a, actually the reflection. The reality is in the aura, is in mm. the ethers. Uh, you're not restricted to even this level, this realm, if you're able to leave it. Um, that's so. What this is working at the etheric level, right. which is affecting the mind, the consciousness, and is lifting people up because the the prayers in the twelve blessings that are used are all designed to inspire people in the main to realize their divinity. Right. And if people realize their divinity, they are unconquerable. Mm-hmm. There is nothing they won't do. And the the one thing that these uh, sadhus and, and, and so-called masters and real masters realize in samadhi or enlightenment is that we are all God. Mm. And we're all God. And we're all one. Mm. So there's absolutely no logic at all in maintaining your retreat if you're one with all life. Yeah, absolutely. At all. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that's the only thing you can do is serve. Yeah. And Dr. King actually said that. We had a... A guru came up a, a mount, a holy mountain. Uh, we were doing Operation Prayer Power. This guru oh, yes. came up. Oh, yes. It was for, I believe, it was for Operation Prayer Power. Certainly for World Peace, a prayer meeting mm-hmm. yeah. you know, on Holston Down. And he had his long robes, and he had some disciples with him. And he went straight up to Dr. King, who was there in his um, jacket and hat, and you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he he said, um, you know, I've been to the Godhead. The guru said straight away. Oh, yes. say, yeah, yeah. And Dr. King turned and said, well, did you take your hat off? <laughs> you know, that, that's his sense of humor. But he said, great, well, you've done that. Then you know that all life is one. So the only thing to do is serve. So mm. you know, we're glad to have you here with us type of thing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so good, isn't it? Because you can't even escape it logically. It's not just, no. you know, I feel this way or intuitively, you know, that seems like the right thing to no. do. It's actually just like the pure logic of realization is that we are one. It's just like, if you're not helping another aspect of the one, what are you, you're not even realized then. Are yeah. you? I mean, no. you, haven't, you haven't got it. But I mean, it's like, you know, me and my state, for example, non-realize, the logic still applies in the sense that I believe that we are all one. I have total faith in that. And, you know, I'm on this journey working towards enlightenment through service. And um, um, I can see that it's not just what, uh, what I will realize in the end, but also 
expressing that now is almost an affirmation of that realization to come in the future. That's, that's absolutely right. Yeah. But coming to your questioner, and I, and I think it's a heartfelt question. I can it really is. feel Very, that. Yeah, yeah. And certainly, you know, there's a. No one is saying really you should spend your whole life feeling unpeaceful mm. because you're not going to help anyone by doing that. Right, right. Nor should you be totally at peace either. You should be unpeaceful enough to want to serve. It's a bit like guilt. Some people say, should I, is guilt a good thing, a bad thing? And it, it depends really. But if it's appropriate, I mean, if, if, the, if, you, if you really have a guilty conscience for a good reason, yeah, I see your point. then you need to feel that guilt. Yeah. But only to the point where it changes you. After that, there's no point in dwelling in it. As long as it's, you've made that change yes. that yeah. that guilt determines, and if there's something to put right, you've put it right as far as you possibly can. Totally. Or, or if you can't put it right with whoever you've wronged, you, you put it right in other ways with other people, yeah. um, you know, and you've made that change. And there's no point then in wallowing in, in totally. the guilt. And likewise, well, yeah. with unpeacefulness, mm. yes, you need to experience it. And then once you've done it, you think, right, now I'm going to do something. And in the act of service comes great peace. Mm. Not all the time. Yeah. Can't be all the time because you're dealing with suffering very often. And you shouldn't be peaceful about that. But there's an inner peace that grows. And then you have your moments. You have your times. And you should take them. We're told in, in this wonderful book, The Nine Freedoms, even the greatest beings in this solar system take their periods of, I think it's called galactic samadhi. Right. Um, and they do it, though, knowing, and this is the difference with some people on this earth in the past anyway, they know before they even do that, that they will come out of it able to better equipped to serve. Mm, I love that because that was, that was actually a, a major like breakthrough for me in thinking about it because, yeah, you could go into these things thinking like it's good, that's the end, right? I'm going mm. in, this is, this is, this, this, I'm going into the state. I'm never going to come out of it again. It's Nirvana mm. now forever, mm. but actually they're going into it knowing that they're going to come out of it and be of even greater service. And yes. that's exactly, yeah, I can see that's totally the way that we should be thinking about it as yeah. well. Like we should take these moments in our life when we can, where we can go into whatever degree of silence that we can find, where we can develop ourselves in order to come out and be of greater service. And that mm -hmm. motivation and that realization of why we go into it is, is I think that's an, an incredible way of thinking about it, a it new is. way of thinking about it that a lot of people probably haven't considered. Yeah, you know. find peace, yeah. then leave it. Right, right. And, for, and then when it's necessary, find it again, mm. then leave it. Mm. Uh, and the other reason I love that approach is because it is the, the, the balanced way of wisdom, isn't it? Because we know that we need to develop ourselves to be of greater service as well. It's not just about staying at one level. It'd yeah. be like just going to primary school but never going to university and yeah. then what are you going to do for a job you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's like here we are, it's sort of like in, intertwining the service and the going within so that we have this balanced or harmonious journey to enlightenment, mm. um, which you know I, I can see that, you know, not making time to go within would also be at, you would be at a disadvantage as well, to your detriment. You, I mean, you'll find yeah. also that in the path of service, you are able in the course of your work, because it's about prayer, but it's also about work, it's about yeah. effort, to develop your higher powers yeah. in, and use them. By you know, doing sometimes that in yes. extremely practical, coming back to the yeah. practical theme, yeah. very practical ways. I'll give you one example. The building we're sitting in now, mm. this building, uh, when we purchased this building, in, 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 it's our temple in London, yeah. um, it was the only building in this area that could 
possibly be used near our headquarters as a temple. We couldn't afford it. It was a very difficult decision to make. And it was being sold not through an estate agent in the normal way, or in, in America you say a, a real estate. Yeah. Um, it was being sold in what they call closed bids. So you didn't know what anyone else was offering for it. And so we, you know, we did all the practical measures. We had a surveyor. We got advice. We were told what it could be. And we were given a, a ceiling figure by our surveyor. And he also was in touch with... We had our lawyer. They knew that what was going on and who the other people were who might want it. Mm. Um, and he said, well, look, if you offer such and such an amount, that's going to be... that You're going to get it with that amount. And I was involved in this, and this, this actually marries up material things. Bear in mind, I want to say one thing. No one had any financial incentive, none of us involved in buying this, had anything to gain financially from this. No one in this temple has any financial incentive to give a lecture, give healing, take a service as a minister. There is no particular remuneration for anything mm -hmm. that's done by anybody here. So yeah. this was purely, a, an, and we were borrowing the money to buy it. And we even had advice at the time. It turned out to be very wrong advice, uh, which we didn't ask for, but was sent to us by somebody uh, who's, who was interested in us and, and wanted to help and donate, but said, this is not a good move. You're going to lose money on this purchase. Actually, it, he was wrong. But we haven't made money either because we're not doing it. We're not property developers. We, right. We're just using it for service, only for service. Um, I had a, just a feeling, an intuitive feeling, that this price was too low. Mm. And I went up just a little bit with the agreement of the directors, um, just above it, not very much above it. And we bought it. We, ours was the highest bid. But it turned out that another key buyer, a very wealthy buyer who wanted to buy it, was some tiny amount, like £2,000 or £5,000, relatively tiny, less than our bid. Mm. And if we hadn't gone that jump, we would have lost it. We wouldn't wow. have it now. We wouldn't be sitting here now. Wow. We wouldn't be doing anything here. Wow. Because um, I, I met the person later and they told me they were so annoyed. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it was that type. But I'm just giving an example there. This was a work matter. Yeah. It was a matter of service. Mm. There was no materialistic motivation whatsoever. If anything, it was risky. Mm. But um, it was purely done to buy it. And I got that guidance uh, from within at that moment. I don't necessarily think I would have got it if I'd just been out doing a materialistic property-developing yeah. project. I see. And the, so the two are related. I see. And people yeah. will find this. Like healers will find. Mm. They develop their clairvoyance. Mm. They develop it because they're tuning into their patients to, to help them. But along the way, they develop certain powers. I think it's a great point because I, you know, I kind of wasn't emphasizing that before. But it's not just that you develop by going in. It's that, it's that the, in the course of your service work, in the course of giving healing, I think the master is one of the best ways actually to develop your clairvoyant or, or your psychic powers um, in the course of doing the prayer, mm. uh, in the course of doing prayer power, Absolutely. doing the mantra. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, you are actually developing yourself in that work. And I think that's, that's a, 
you know, it's a great thing to keep in mind as well because it's not just, okay, I'm doing the service work over here, but I'm not actually, not actually helping myself. You are helping yourself a lot. You actually. are. You are. Yeah. And of course, the more you help yourself, the better you can serve. Yeah. So there's absolutely no conflict. There is no contradiction. Yeah. Coming back to our, our person there, if you want to help people who are stressed out, who have difficulties, who have pressures, I mean, karma is pressure. Mm. Depends how you accept that pressure as to how stressed out you become as an individual. Mm. Little key there. Uh, but if you want to help people and you're completely unpeaceful yourself, it will be, your help will be perhaps possibly tarnished by that. Um, if you're highly emotional, for example, right, inside right. yourself, yeah. uh, that will come through and will affect and will actually discolour your love energy when you yeah. send it out. Yeah. So you're doing this to serve, and the two will go together. The more you serve, the more at peace you will feel. Mm. In fact, there is no feeling greater than the, 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 the feeling, and you shouldn't bathe in it for too long. Uh, because then it would just become self-satisfaction. Right. But there's nothing wrong in that content, that moment of contentment or short period of contentment when you have served. It's not patting yourself on the back. It's the inner knowledge that, yes, I'm doing the right thing at the right time. I'm where I should be. It's a feeling, I call it a feeling of rightness. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think that, that would... That would definitely resonate with this person here who's asked this question because mm. it seems like that, as you say it's very heartfelt to have this urge to serve and they're asking you know about whether that's the whether that's the way and i think absolutely we can say that you know you can't go wrong with the motivation of service no. and no. you know you can you can interweave that even in your service work you're at advancing and taking the time to go within and prepare yourself to be of even greater service is part of that key it is it really is and you'll find just to fit to one other little thing yeah. you'll burn up in the process of service, your uh, attachments, as they would be called at one time, your samskaras, as they would be in Sanskrit, yeah. you know, your, your baggage, whatever you like to call it, your emotional baggage, your doubts, your fears, you'll start to gradually burn those up because it's an unforced path, right. the path of service. Mm. In the old days, they went to great lengths to, to free themselves from uh, material life. So they would have begging bowls. They'd have no, they couldn't have, uh, you know, materialistic mm. attachment because they had nothing. Yeah. They, yeah. they had no contact with uh, the opposite sex or in that way the same sex or whatever yeah. it might be. They were divorced from sex uh, because they had no opportunity at all. They gave mm. themselves no opportunity. They had no opportunity for gluttony. Mm. You know, now we're serving amid the clatter you know, we are we are have those things thrust upon us or right in front of us, whether we like it or not. Um, and it's the right thing to do to serve mm. amid the clatter, amid mm. the noise, amid the smell, um, as the master theorist once put it. We have to do that. Uh, but of course, what we need to do then is gradually burn it up. And there's an old saying, you know, you, you have problems, you can rise above them. People say, rise above them. Right. Most people mean by that, like, just don't think about them, actually suppress them. Right. But in fact, that doesn't last. Even the sadhus who went into retreat will have to come out of it, even if it's in the next life. Right, yeah. And they'll, you know, that... They'll still be within them. They'll have those yeah. things to face. Yeah, yeah. Because they haven't really conquered them yet. Yeah. They, they've put themselves in a position, a very fortuitous position in the old days anyway, to gain enlightened states. But they're going to have to come out. And, they, you know, in some form of life. In fact, the great Lahiri Mahasaya, mm. if you remember from the autobiography yeah, of yoga by yeah. the wonderful Yogananda, 
I mean, he, it was said, had been uh, such a swami in, in, in isolation, in retreat, in a former life, but came back as a householder for his great mission, really, to, to teach Kriya Yoga to the world under the guidance of the Lord Babaji. And these are, the, these are essential things, um, but there's one thing that they missed, and this is the absolute cornerstone and key teaching of these days that's in the Nine Freedoms. It's no longer detachment you need, mm. but it's not enough now. Yeah. Now you have to face things, so it won't work on its own. As I say, you need it at times, but ultimately it's transmutation. Well, I'll just, I'll just finish by saying I, never, I just had like a, a breakthrough there because now I, I can really see now how serving Minister Clatter is the most powerful way to serve Must and be. to develop spiritually because you're having to come to face, face to face all these things and transmute them, as you say, really rise above them yeah. in, the, in the transmutation sense of the word. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you rise above them, but you haven't left them there. Right. You've exactly. transmuted them along the way. Exactly. And so you're clear, you're wow. clean. Wow, great, great. Thank you very much, Richard. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody's down here. Thanks for tuning into the show. Now, if you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe for more wisdom from the Nine Freedoms. If you'd like to find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 by Dr. George King, go to our website, thethetherius.org. Rich and I love hearing from you, receiving your comments, your questions, and your spiritual experiences, and talking about them on the show. So do write to us, share them with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Always remember that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. See you next time.